Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning on a beautiful holiday weekend. We have a full show in store for you. Hopefully, you've all got a great 4th of July plan. Uh, first of all, happy 4th of July weekend to everybody. And a uh, couple, couple things. Let's remember what 4th of July is about. I know there's some polarization politically in this country right now. But the reason we're able to have different opinions and voice them and, and bring them into the conversation is because of the freedoms that this country has that were established many, many years ago and have been fought for and preserved. So kind of remember that over the weekend. Be extremely careful of fire. I, I remember no fireworks in Colorado, but things are, we've had some rain, but things are dry. Um, we'll be reminding you of that during the show. We want you to get out and have fun, but we just, we've been really fortunate to dodge the bullet. We haven't had major fires this year. Uh, let's try to keep it that way. I want you to mark your calendars for July 16th. July 16th, we're going to be at the Jack store in Loveland, the one that's in the middle of town. And we're going to have a big parking lot party celebrating 25 years of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on the radio. I'll have more details next week, but we're going to have people there. We're hoping to have parks and wildlife there. We're going to have, you know, a number of the partners on the show there. We're going to have a lot of stuff going on. But the big deal of the event is to stop by and say hi to me. We want our listeners, 25 years, you're like our friends. Um, with as many as you can come by, we're going to broadcast live there from 9 to 11. And then I'm going to hang around till 1 o'clock and just meet and greet and talk. And we just want to talk to everybody who's made it possible for us to be on the air for uh, 25 years. We'll tell you more about that next weekend. Right now, let's go to the phones. And joining us, the president of Colorado uh, Trout Unlimited, Greg Hardy. Good morning, Greg. Hey, good morning, Terry. Great to be here. <laughs> Great to have you. Now, TU has a tremendous event coming up July 18th at Coors Field called Trout Fest. We're going to talk about that and what, you, what you're going to be putting on and what people can find there. But first, you know, in case there's somebody who's not real familiar with Trout Unlimited, let's kind of tell them what Trout Unlimited is about. A lot of people think it's just a fly fishing club, but boy, it's a lot more than that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a great majority of our members are fly fishing anglers, but really we're a cold water conservation organization. So we're all about education we have projects all over the state as far as restoration. We're always looking at legislation as far as uh, keeping those streams and watersheds clean and flowing. Now you really are. And I know one particular piece of legislation that I was involved in helping you guys work on. And I wrote, I wrote articles for the Denver Post on it. And that's the recently, uh, hopefully it's passing, the Good Samaritan Act. Um, and I, that where we could clean up some of these old mine tailings and stuff and how important that was. If people remember what went on with the Animus River a few years ago. But there's a lot of projects that go right into our state. What are some of the projects Trout Unlimited has done right in Colorado? Well, you hit on, on uh, mine cleanups. So we have engineers across the state that uh, they're professional engineers, so we identify old mine sites, 
and work with the EPA and the state to help clean these up. We've also, um, looking at all the headwaters, particularly, you know, where you have native cutthroat fish. And also we're looking very hard and working with the state and federal agencies as far as uh, restorations where we've had forest fires, just to name a few. But the main thing is we do have uh, boots on the ground across the state, both professional and volunteers. So we have about 12,000 members in Colorado, and we're all working hard as far as keeping these watersheds uh, clean and flowing. And if you're an outdoor enthusiast, the water is so important. Even if you don't fly fish or you're not, you're not even so as concerned about the trout, the, that same water is going to feed the riparian areas where all the birds and, and other wildlife are going to live. It's just, it's so important to the whole uh the whole uh, ecology to everything out there and all the animals and the people eventually we drink that water and so it affects all of us now we said trout unlimited isn't a fly fishing club but when you go to meetings you don't only talk about the activities you're doing as far as conservation you really do have a fly fishing tips you go to rub elbows with other fly anglers and there's a lot of camaraderie among fly anglers, both in the meetings and just in all your other activities, isn't there? Yeah, and the one big thing is fly fishing can be as complicated as you want. So one of the things you'll notice if you go to a meeting is that you can actually talk to people or a lot of times go out on the water and they can kind of demystify. It's really not that difficult and uh, frustrating as a lot of people try to make it. Well, everything gets frustrating to me because my wife catches more fish than I do. So that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, before we move on to this huge event, that's going to be such a great thing. Uh, how, if somebody was interested in joining Trout Unlimited in Colorado, how would they do that? Well, the main thing is to go on our website, just Colorado Trout Unlimited, and you can see where you join, where you can join. And uh, it's not that expensive if you're a first-time uh, member, one to join. It's only $17.50 a year. And if you read through that website, uh, that's a heck of a deal for what you're getting. Well, the magazine alone, um, Kirk Dieter, the vice president of Trout Unlimited and editor of Trout Magazine, comes on all the time to pump articles in the magazine. And the magazine alone is worth that price that you get. I forget how many issues you get a year, but that alone is worth it. And then there's local chapters. You can attend the meetings. You can develop friends, fishing buddies, camaraderie. It's really just a great, I, I'm a huge believer in all the affinity groups. I think they move you along in the path to enjoying your outdoor type of recreation at a much accelerated pace. And you do a lot of kids events. You do a lot of youth things. Uh, you have a lot of, trips and things that are involved with fishing but let's get to this event trout fest july 18th that's a monday and that's at coors field what's going on there yeah so this is kind of a summer alternative to the uh large winter sportsman's expos so like you said we're going to be at trout uh coors field five to nine that's a monday night the rockies don't play that night so in addition to uh activities uh, associated with fly fishing and trout unlimited you can also if you want to with you and your family 
take a tour of Coors Field, including like going into the dugout. So it's going to be an activity-based event. So we're going to have vendors there. We're going to play games there. We're going to have raffles. We're going to have auctions. You can learn quite a bit as far as casting, fly tying, what different flies are, where the different places you can fish in the state. And it's for all ages, too. So uh, as you mentioned, we do a lot with the youth around the state of Colorado. We'll have uh, fly tying for kids. We'll have uh, Velcro fish put out to where they can uh, cast to these fish and reel them in. Uh, and for the real young ones, we also have just arts and crafts where they can build uh, their own flies without a sharp hook. And, and then I, you were telling me you're going to go so far for the advanced fishermen that you're even going to do video analysis of their fly casting if they want. Yeah, so we'll have some professional fly casters there. And, you know, the Internet's good, but there's a lot of times I see, being a casting instructor myself, I see solutions uh, on the Internet that are caused by uh, people teaching the wrong way. So we'll have some professional fly casters there doing demonstrations, talking about different things as far as what makes a good cast. But also, we'll have plenty of rods there and get in your hands, whether you're young or old, whether you're a beginning fly caster or an advanced fly caster. And one of the things that we use quite a bit now is video analysis. It's uh, interesting when you say, well, where did you stop your rod in the back? Well, I stopped it at, uh, say, 1 o'clock, and then you show them the video. You don't have to say too much. Oh, okay, you know, I can improve on that. So we'll have that. Uh, video analysis there too to help you out i consider a good cast anyone that ends up with a fish taking my fly (laughs) even if it's on my back cast (laughs) there you go but yeah Um, there's a few pointers that really make casting to just smooth it out and uh we'll be there to help you out on that it's really not that difficult so there's going to be plenty to do for everybody what's the cost the cost is uh, if uh, for adults, uh, thirteen and up is twenty five dollars. For uh, five to twelve year olds, ten dollars. Under four years and under is free. Uh, ballpark food will be available there. There's also uh, seventy five dollar VIP uh, tickets that you can get, and those will be uh, you'll have better better food. Some. Uh, Potentially some whiskey tasting there and two free drink cards. And this is uh, on the 18th of July. That's a Monday at Coors Field. Is there a website where people can find more information? Yeah, the easiest way would be just Google Colorado Trout Fest 2022. You can buy your tickets online there. There's a contact phone number if you want to find out some more. Uh Also, uh, like I was saying, Colorado Parks and Wildlife is going to be there with their fish tank. We're going to be talking with, uh, as you mentioned, some of the chapters around the state on opportunities. So you wanted to get some uh, conservation activities where you could potentially go electroshocking or stock some of these native fish. It's just uh, we're going to have fun 
and it's going to be a family event, and you'll learn quite a bit. All right. Now, last thing before I let you go, a lot of people have time off this week. I know you get out there and fly fish yourself. What have you heard going on, or is there something coming up that you really want to take advantage of? Give us a hot tip. Well, number one, there's a lot of crowds, so I would say go late and stay later if you're going to, say, a gold medal stream. But also, the mountain streams are cleaning up now in lakes, so um, go hit one of those paths that has a blue line next to it on your topo map, and you'll be amazed at sometimes how large a fish or how many a fish you catch. Just remember, you have to be stealthy when you're in the mountains. So uh, clothes-wise, be stealthy, and you might have to hide behind a tree. Uh, what's hitting right now is PMD time, so pale, pale morning duns. Caddis are there. There's some golden stones, and, of course, midges are always uh, a good food item. You mentioned to me when we talked during the week, too, that you think the uh, green drakes are going to start on the Roaring Fork pretty soon. Yeah, I checked on that. I think we got a little longer. They should be coming up, though, and on the uh, lower Colorado, too. But uh, maybe not this weekend. The good news is we got some rain. Um, you know, you always need to have a thermometer, or more importantly, you need to check with uh, either the gauges on the Internet or the fly shop as far as water temperature, because actually the lower Colorado is starting to approach that 65 degree mark so but um the williams fork went from uh, less than 10 uh, cubic feet per second to like 500 cooled things off so we're not like we were last year this time on the upper colorado with 65 degree water temperature but carry that thermometer but more importantly don't make that two hour drive and then see the waters uh, too warm so do your All homework right. before you jump in that car. All right, my friend. So July 18th, give them the website again for Trout Fest. Yeah, let's go with Colorado Trout Fest 2022. We'll see you all there. It's going to be a good family event. It's going to be a lot smaller than the expo. So you're going to have one-on-one -on -one as far as the pros around the state. And we're going to have some games, raffles. And you're going to learn a lot, and it's good family fun. All right, my friend. Hopefully a lot of people will show up. We'll talk to you again soon. We'll see you there. All right. Greg Hardy from the president of Colorado Trout Unlimited. You know, it's just they do a, such great conservation work, and I have so many friends there. So worth checking out if you're into well, if you're into the outdoors at all or you want to be a true conservationist, check out all the affinity groups. There's where you can really make an impact on our outdoor eco ecology around here. We're going to take a quick time out. We come out, come back. Parks and Wildlife is going to join us, and we're going to talk more outdoors on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Outdoors presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. Jack's has uh, locations up and down the front range, and don't forget, we're going to be doing a very special event, 716, at the Jacks in uh, Fort Collins. So we'll uh, tell you more about that a little later in the show. Right now, let's go to the phones. And joining us from Parks and Wildlife is Bridget Cashel. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. You're always a bright, shiny face on this, or voice 
on this bright, shiny morning that we're having in Colorado. It's a beautiful weekend. A lot of people will be wanting to get out. And we're going to talk a little bit about some safety issues. But before we get to that, there's a new uh, program that's coming up. I believe the legislature passed it. It's called Keep Colorado Wild. And people are a little confused. So why don't you kind of give us the history and where we're at with that? Absolutely, yeah. So we just want to tell all Colorado residents that starting in 2023, they're going to have the opportunity to get a $29 Keep Colorado Wild Pass when they register their vehicle. So this is exciting because that means that every Colorado resident will have the opportunity to visit all of our beautiful Colorado State Parks for half the price of our current annual State Park Pass, which is currently priced at $80. And we're just really excited about this new pass because it's an opportunity for everyone who lives in Colorado to give back to nature in a really meaningful way. No, and I understand, and it it goes into effect. Some people thought it was going into effect right away. Some people knew it was later. Now, there are going to be some timing issues, like when does your license renew, and when, if you already have a parks pass, or when should you buy one. There's actually a meeting that's going to be taking place here this month to kind of iron out some of those wrinkles. But I think one of the things we should reinforce is that You won't have to do this, especially, you know, in the beginning, if you want to buy a regular pass and pay more, it's still going to be available. You don't have to change, right? That's right. Yeah. Anyone who wants to access our our state parks, we're still going to have all of our regularly priced state park passes available. But the reason the Keep Colorado Wild Pass is so special and unique is because all of the money raised is actually going to be dedicated to protecting our wildlife and our lands. It's actually going to give a lot of money to our search and rescue volunteers as well and help grow a lot of our avalanche awareness programs. So it's just, it's a really big deal for all Coloradans because we love our outdoor lifestyle. And this is a way for all of us to work together uh, in a powerful way and really raise a lot of money for our Colorado great outdoors. Now, the money specifically, I think you and I talked earlier, you talked a little bit about a lot of it's going to go to improving parks, maybe even additional parks. So some of that money comes from GOCO, search and rescue, but also I think trails and other things will be improved. Is that right? That's right. So more people are heading outdoors. And so with that, we need to make sure that we're balancing our outdoor recreation with mindful conservation. And part of that is going to be funding more of our trail maintenance projects, Also, nature belongs to all of us, and so we really want to make sure that we're supporting our local outdoor community projects and making sure that everyone, even in smaller communities, is having the opportunity to get outdoors when they want to. Now, we'll have more details after probably here in about a month or so, because there is a lot of questions about, well, if my car doesn't renew till March and I want to go to the parks for the first half of the year, there you are... Uh, working on putting some type of a refund policy in place so that people won't end up double paying. So that that's kind of in the works right now. We'll have more details on that. And if there's a few other wrinkles, I think, that still need to be worked out that you guys are looking at. When do you think you'll have all the final details ready? 
Yeah, that's right. So we're in the early stages now of just educating the public that this is going to be available to them. We're still working on a refund policy. We understand the first year there's going to be an adjustment period until everyone's vehicle registration date aligns with the option for them to buy a Keep Colorado Wild Pass. So stay tuned for more information really leading up until this is going to be available for the next six months. But when everything rolls out in starting on January 1st of 2023, we're going to have significantly more information about a refund policy, how you can buy it, and um, just if you have additional questions where to go. But all of that information and resources will be on our website. All right. Very good. So I also know that we, we both know that we're having a lot of outdoor usage in our parks right now. And this being a holiday weekend, I'm sure they're going to be packed full. I know there were a few things that you wanted to touch on as far as safety. And I think the biggest one since COVID that we've really been talking to people about is know before you go, know what you're getting into, know what it takes and know your own limitations. That's probably the number one message right now, don't you think? That's right. And and we want everyone to enjoy our great outdoors. I hope everyone has a fun outdoor adventure plan. But on a holiday weekend, it's really important to know to expect lines and there could be potential gate closures. So it's so important just to have a backup plan. Know if you're going to go camping that you do need a reservation. Know to the lands where you're going if you're going to need a park pass. And we also, there's other resources online like our Cotrex mobile app where say you get to a trailhead or a park or a location and it's crowded, then that Cotrex app is a great way to find other outdoor opportunities in your surrounding area. So you can still enjoy the outdoors, but I think this weekend, everyone just be kind to each other, understand we all want to get outside and yeah, just be respectful and also leave the land better than you found it. Make sure you bring water extra trash bags with yourself. Um, Please make sure you pick up dog waste bags. And also, if you're going to be out on the water, make sure you have the safety gear that you need, like uh, wear your life jacket and also boat sober because uh, Operation Dry Water is in effect right now. So we all just really need to look out for each other when we're outside. Yeah, and another another thing, too, is that even though we've gotten some rain in the last few days, it's still very dry out there. And campfires, there's a lot of restrictions. I know here in Larimer County, we're going to talk to them in a little bit, but you can't have campfires and just have to be extremely careful. We have, we've avoided having an extremely tragic fire so far this year, and we want to keep it that way. Bridget, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll keep people appraised what's going on with the Keep Colorado Wild license plate pass. Well, thank you so much, and everyone happy 4th, and have a wonderful weekend. All right. Thank you so much, Bridget. That's uh, Bridget. Thank Bridget Koshel from Parks and Wildlife. And there's going to be some things to iron out on this Keep Colorado Wild uh, Pass thing yet. I mean, there's uh, they're, they're going to have to see what the participation is. They're also going to have to. How are they going to identify you when you drive into the park? And then how are they going to balance out that first year? So we're going to pay close attention and and keep their their. Uh, their toes to the fire and and make sure that they give us the answers so we know going in. Anyway, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to take you to another state park here in Colorado where there's a lot of great things coming up and 
a reservoir that I love to fish is back online. We're going to talk about that and so much more on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear. Remember, we have that big Terry Wickstrom Outdoors event coming up on uh, 7-16, July 16th at the Loveland Jacks. We'll tell you more about that later. Let's go to the phones. And joining us is uh, Abby Pacin. Good morning, Abby. Good morning. Hello. Hello. You know, Abby, you're, you happen to, I think you're in what is, I believe, the largest state park in Colorado. Is that right? Is State Forest state park the largest state park yes seventy-two thousand acres of forest and recreation that's us it it's one of my favorite places in the state i actually do go up there quite a bit why don't you tell people where it's located and just describe the park yeah so we are located um off of highway 14 uh the nearest town is walden colorado um we're about two hours um, from Fort Collins, so um, it's pretty remote, so uh, it's a good place to come, just get away. Not any good cell service here. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You can really escape up there, can't you? Yeah. And you have a number of, and there's just almost everything outdoors available. You have quite a bit of camping spread throughout the park, I believe, don't you? Yes, yeah, tons. Um, so... We have, like, I believe three designated campgrounds, and then we have backcountry camping and different primitive sites. Um, so, yeah, lots lots to keep up with. I, I have a few updates. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, your trail systems. You have a number of trails in the park, but you also connect to a lot of other trails that are managed by other entities. So you're really open to just about any kind of trail activity, too, aren't you? Right. Yeah. Lots of hiking trails and motorized trails. Um, we actually have a trails crew here at this park that um, that's their whole job this summer is to get the trails uh, open and clear and ready to go. And wildlife watching is phenomenal, especially for one big long leg creature, isn't it? Yeah, so I, sorry, I forgot to mention this earlier. So we are north of Rocky Mountain National Park um, in an area called North Park. And it's actually the moose viewing capital of the state. So lots of moose up here. Yeah, I've seen several up there. And I'll view them from a distance. They're majestic, but they're probably also the most dangerous animal in Colorado. So you have to know what you're doing and be a little careful. Oh, but now yeah. you're even making lots the park better. moms and babies right now, too, so... Oh, yeah, you really have to. It's a time of the year. If you're going up there, I would say leave your dog at home this time of the year. Because Please, nothing yeah. I, agree. I mean, we, we love dogs, love them on a leash, but for their safety and yours, yeah. Yeah, nothing aggravates a moose, especially one with a, a calf, more than, uh, more than a dog, even one on a leash, so be very careful. Now, I want to jump to, you're doing several renovations up there, but the most important one to me is... Uh, North Michigan Reservoir. It was down for, it wasn't available for on-water recreation for quite some time while you did dam work. Where are we at on that, and is there water back in the reservoir? Yeah, so um, the dam was very much in need of replacement, um, and they've completed construction up there. Um, the reservoir is full, and it was actually stocked this past Wednesday, uh, June 29th. So it's back uh, back in action, lots of um, lots of fish in there too. So 
And it's, it's a great one because you can drive right up and fish off the shore. There's bathrooms available. There is a boat landing. And, you know, a couple other things. There's great campgrounds right on the lake. You have some cabins up there, too, that are right on the lake that you can rent that are just phenomenal. Yeah. And, and people can go on the reservation sites and see about those. But I know you could stay on those and virtually walk out the cabin door and make a cast and be, and be fishing. So is the water level, is the reservoir completely full now? Will it probably stay full? Yes, yeah, it is gorgeous up there. Um, it's pretty much back to normal. Um, there's overflow. I mean, we have a lot of snow melt right now. So, yeah, it is, it's full, and it's going to stay that way. I believe there's some minor construction being completed, but, um, yeah, pretty much back to normal. And, and you said there's a lot of snow melt. Yeah, is there quite a bit of snow to melt, or is, are you getting, is most of it going away? Yeah, I mean, we did have um, a pretty good storm uh, May, uh, like mid-May. Um, so most of our trails are, you know, drying out now. Um, some of our alpine lake trails, there is some snow still pretty heavy up there, just in patches. Uh, but, yeah, there's been quite a bit uh, to run off, and um, water's flowing everywhere. So. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing. We, we like that. Um, last thing, I think you did some other renovations and improvements up there. What else have you guys worked on up there? Yeah, so um, the North Park Campground is actually closed um, for the season. I'm not sure the timeline of that project, but they are completely redoing the North Park Campground. Um, we recently redid our dump station, so if you've been here recently and had to deal with that, I'm sorry, <laughs> but we are back, uh, back in action with that, so the new dump station is complete. Um, it's off of County Road 41. You just pass the entrance gate to the North Michigan Campground and take a left up there, and it's full function, good to go. There's water. Um, yeah, I think... Well, there's a lot of great things up there. And the last thing I want to bring up is if people come up, they need to stop by that visitor center. It's really a beautiful visitor center with a lot of information and a lot of things to see, isn't it? Yeah, no, the Moose Visitor Center is, um, it's an awesome place. And I'm going to go ahead and throw in um, our Moose Festival this year. It's going to be on August 13th um, from 10 to 4. And, yeah, that's based out of our visitor center. It's really awesome we have different vendors come in, different food, um, and we also do, like, hay rides and different activities for the whole family, so it's going to be awesome. All right, Abby, thank you so much. It's a great place. I love coming up there. Thanks for joining and sharing with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, that's Abby Puccin from uh, Parks and Wildlife. You know, I personally go up north. I like to ice fish up there. I'm excited about I missed it last year because it was not available. And of course, I'm sure they'll stock it several times because it's high enough up to keep the water cool. And the river's flowing in and out of uh, North Michigan River, flowing in and out of the reservoirs. Great fly fishing, too. You can have a blast up there. And there's some high mountain lakes you can hike up to. It's a tremendous area to recreate, and I'm glad to see that coming back online. And I tell you what, if you want to see a moose, um, your chances are better there than probably anywhere else in the state. We've seen them there several times, but be extremely careful, especially this time of the year, but any time of the year. Moose can run extremely fast. And here's what happens when you take a dog up in moose country. 
you take a dog up to moose country and the dog runs at towards the moose. Moose are the only member of the deer family that doesn't run in fear. They attack who's ever attacking them. So they chase the dog and try to stomp it. The dog runs back to the owner. The moose stomps the owner and the dog gets away. And sometimes even when we're on a leash. So up in that area, especially right now when there's calves, be extremely careful with that. So be, make sure that you don't, uh, you don't, uh, you don't cause you know, any kind of moose interaction. They're a tremendous view, but view them for a distance. But also the shore fishing from North Michigan Reservoir, uh, it's, you can fish with bait or any other type of you want. It's just a great place to drive up when you want to take a scenic drive, catch some fish. And, you know, you're not that far from Joe Wright and a few other reservoirs or the North Park Lakes of Lake John and the town of Walden, which has some amenities. So it's just a great place to visit. Remember... 716, mark your calendar. We'll tell you more about it in a little bit, but that is going to be 25, mark 25 years of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on the radio. We will be celebrating at Jack's in Loveland. We'll give you more details. We'll be there from 9 to 1 on the 16th. We really want the people who listen to the show to just to come by and say, hey, we've enjoyed these 25 years together, but we ain't done yet. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll take you to another state, another park from Larimer County, right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, I think we're back. We had a little technical difficulty there. But I think we're back, and we're being joined by uh, Dan Reeves from Horse Tooth Reservoir. Are you there, Dan? I'm here, Terry. Good morning. All right. I, I didn't want you to think I didn't want to talk to you. We had a little technical glitch there for a minute. You know, um, Dan, this laid-back weekend with nothing going on, I'm sure Horse Tooth will be virtually empty, right? Yeah. You know, I told you what I kind of want the message I wanted to get out this morning was, uh, about our new SMS notification system we have, and I just hit send on the first uh, message that people can subscribe to. We just hit boating capacity about four minutes ago here at Horse Duke. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that system. And, you know, more and more people are in the outdoors, and uh, Horse Tooth and the, and the um, Larimer County Parks have been extremely popular for all types of outdoor activity, camping, fishing, paddlecraft, whatever you want to talk about. And a lot of people don't think about that, especially on a weekend like this. They'll, they'll head off to the lake, they get there, wait in line, find out you're at capacity, and that they're almost too late to turn around. They can waste so much time. You've come up with a solution to really try to help with that, haven't you? Well, we've been working on several communication tools. Our social media has been pretty robust for a few years. We actually, uh, just now, uh, this week, started a subscription-based um, 
push notification that you can get that is specifically about one topic and one topic only, and that's when we hit parking capacity. So you can subscribe to either the open spaces for Horsetooth Mountain, Devil's Backbone, Hermit Park, Eagle's Nest, Red Mountain, or the reservoirs, Horsetooth, Carter, Pinewood, and Flatiron, or both. And then you'll get the only notifications that we're going to use this system for right now is just to let you know when those lots are at capacity. So if that helps you a little bit in your planning, whether you are still loading the car up or on your way, you can know more in real time what to expect. And how do people sign up for the service? How do they get it? There's a couple of different ways you can do it. Um, probably the easiest way is you can send a text to the distribution number, which is 833-581-0014. And then you either send keyword LC for Larimer County, LC Boating, or LC Open Spaces. Uh, depending on which one that you want to subscribe to. And, of course, it's all over our website and our social media. We have flyers out in the parks. I got QR codes posted on everything. They'd let me put the QR code on. So if you're here on site and want to subscribe, and this system is only going to be as uh, useful as the amount of subscribers to it and in a couple of years. I hope that's about, you know, 10,000 people. Well, and just so you know, we have already put a link to that information on my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. So anybody who wants to subscribe, you're in your car right now. We don't want you trying to use your phone or something. Just go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Uh, one word, and right now, when you get somewhere where you're safe, and you can, uh, all the information is there. I think this is a great idea. Now, for the reservoirs, I just want to clarify. I know you said you reached boating capacity. Do you have two separate day use capacities at the reservoir? One for yes, we do. So there's there's okay. two notifications that the system will uh, push out. One is uh, boating capacity, which we generally hit first. And then we kind of have the overall capacity, which is day use, everything is full. So that notification, uh, quite honestly, as I watch traffic out my office window here this morning, that notification is probably going to get sent out in the next couple hours as well. Yeah, and it's it's a busy, busy weekend. And, you know, there's so many more people recreating after COVID, and a lot of them are new to recreate, outdoor recreation, or they've returned after years, and they're a little surprised by the use, the number of people, and some of the changes in use. You know, one thing that's really taken off is the paddle craft that we see out there a lot. And we, we've been pushing a big, uh, our mantra has been know before you go, understand Whatever outdoor activity you're doing, understand what it takes and what your limitations are. And I hear over and over again from park managers about uh, paddle crafts getting in trouble. Are you having that at Horsetooth? Yes, we are probably, I don't know, I, we, whatever park you work at, you feel like you're ground zero for all of these things. But then you talk to your colleagues and realize it's going on everywhere. So the, the paddle craft are, are a vulnerable craft. It's, it's one of the, reasons why it's an amazing experience a very it's a very intimate experience uh, to be a, a waterman out there um, but it also makes you a little more vulnerable to the elements um, there is a pfd requirement so you don't have to necessarily wear it. of course the park ranger and me will tell you always wear your life jacket but you have to have it on board and the the paddle boards um, out there we get those afternoon wind gusts 
come up. They're just um, very susceptible to the weather, and uh, our boat rangers are getting real adept at going around and picking up paddleboarders. Well, you know, and we just want everybody to get out and have a really safe and fun, especially this uh, 4th of July weekend. But I know you're going to be at capacity soon and full there, but let's tell them, as long as I've got you on, a little bit about what you guys have to offer at Horsetooth in Larimer County so they can plan some of their future visit, visits. What's going on at Horsetooth right now? You know, Horsetooth, uh, I know you're a frequent visitor, but it really has a little bit something for everybody. If you just want to come up and watch the sunset, we have free pull-offs that you can do that. Um, obviously known in the West as a pretty amazing fishery, so the fishing is um, really peaking right now, I would say. I will leave the specifics to uh, yourself and places, uh, people like Chad, um, but the fishing's uh, really good. We have mountain biking nearby. We have hiking. We have uh, several campsites. We have the new camper cabins that we built. So we really have an interface for just about every uh, type of user. Tell people about those uh, camper cabins that you built. Well, you know, we we used to have seven camper cabins here at Horsetooth that were kind of an off-the-shelf uh, KOA camper cabin type of cabin. Um, and uh, we just they just kind of got aged out a little bit and needed to be replaced. So we worked with a local architect firm and they had these cabins specifically designed for Horsetooth Reservoir. We have five of them. They are right on the water right here in South Bay. Um, and they are proven to be very popular. All right, my friend. So people, if they want to make reservations, which during the summer at Horsetooth, uh, I, I, first of all, if you want to get out fishing, the week, the weekdays, if you can get away in the weekdays are still fine. Get busy on weekends. Now you've got a way to know if you can get in by using this new tech service. The information's on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. It's on all the Larimer County social media. Check that out. Subscribe to that so you don't drive up. You can plan. But if I want to make reservations for camping or other things, how do I do that? Easiest way to do it is just LarimerCamping.org. And that'll take all you right, to the full inventory, and you, that'll give you access to all the campgrounds here at Horsetooth and Carter and Hermit Park, Pinewood Reservoir, Flatiron Reservoir, and it'll give you the full uh, inventory to choose from. And that, I'm, I think I said .org. It's LarimerCamping.com. So just L-A-R-I-M-E-R Camping.com. Oh, all right. Well, that's very good. Uh, last, last note I want to make is that we're celebrating Terry 25 years of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors coming up in a couple of weeks. And I want to thank the folks at Larimer Parks and Wildlife for being such a part of the show over that 25-year period. Well, you know, I am uh, your demographic as, a, as an outdoorsman in the commercials that I heard this morning uh, while I was waiting to get on with you about all my aches and pains and hair loss uh, make me <laughs> feel like I've been on this 25-year ride with you. <laughs> I had an inside joke. I used to tell Karen about the ads I used to get on my Facebook and internet. I won't talk about them on the air, but yeah, yeah. I know what you're Dan, talking about. I get those too. Yeah. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to having you on again soon. And hopefully this all right, service you, really takes up. You bet. Yep, Dan Reeves. Appreciate from, all you do, Terry. Thank you very much. You bet. Dan Reeves from 
uh, Horsetooth and Larimer County. A lot to offer. Larimer County has a lot of great resources. We're going to take a very quick time out. We come back. Nate Zielinski will join us. We'll, of course, we'll talk some fishing, but he wants to continue talking about rifle optics right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan.